We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. People will be just fucking, what is this shit? <laughs> the next time they listen, this is awful. Well, they think that anyway, probably. But yeah, no. Hello and welcome to the 19th edition of the Put Him Under Pressure podcast. My name is Kieran and I'm joined by Adrian. And a man that needs no introduction. Former host of the podcast, <laughs> Toronto-based, <laughs> Dave. How are you doing, Dave? I'm, uh, I'm honoured to be on the, the Dwight York edition of the podcast. I can't, think of <laughs> an- I can't think of another player that wore 19 was any good. Goldrick, does he wear 19? Maybe. I think the Dwight York one is, is uh, probably a winner, right? Probably the best number 19 I can think of. Probably the only one we can think of at this point. Yeah, can't think of another 19. But it's yeah, great, it's great to have you back, Dave. Um, it's great to be here in Podcast Towers. Um, I know. it's been a while. Even with COVID, I was able to get out of Toronto, fly into Podcast Towers. <laughs> That's why you sound so clear. <laughs> it's amazing, you know? You're the only one. You're the only one in the Podcast Towers. You're in there somewhere underground. Of course, it's socially distanced. You know, we're two meters yeah. apart. Yep, yep. Masked up, so we're a bit muffled probably because we've all got masks on. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Social distancing is very important. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, great to, great to have you on. Um, I feel that you have been an avid listener, you know, mm-hmm. keeping you sane, I hope, over in, over in Canada. Yeah. But there must have been a few things, Dave, that you've uh, strongly disagreed with over the past few podcasts, right? Uh you know, most, not a whole pile, because I was actually thinking about the last time I was at, and a lot of the stuff I said about United hasn't changed at all. Like, <laughs> like the last time I was on, I said Solskjaer isn't the manager for the future. I still obviously don't think he is now. Clearly not. still think he had a good season last year. I still think Martial's rubbish. Uh, I still think it was a mistake to get rid of Lukaku. Uh mm. What else? Oh, yeah, just mostly Frank Lampard loving, but that's all media. <laughs> so I'm starting to think he's like an Epstein where he's like Jeffrey Epstein that he's like manipulated all forms of media into thinking he's like amazing. It's just weird. But yeah, I'm going off on a tangent there. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree with most stuff you say, to be honest. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I feel that we, uh, we do have a few like run-ins on the, the group chat with them. Um, when it comes to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and when it comes to United and, and Frank Lampard. So I think we're going to unlock a few of those discussions for the general public. I'm looking forward to it. I, I will say, whenever United score a goal, I only t- post a gif of uh, Solskjaer celebrating in 99 to wind up Hanley because I know it boils, <laughs> it boils his pace so much. <laughs> it's the best gif of the internet. <laughs> I've, I've like screenshotted so many things from our group chat when like United lose or when mm-hmm. United win or someone scores and I've been frantically trying to find them. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully I will by the end of this, but yeah. I just, okay. If, if I can start it off, I do feel um, the opposite to, I say you, but I, I think you represent the United, you know, 
fan base. I'm a very die-easy United fan. Like, I'm not die-hard at all. Like, I've been anti-United for years, but sorry, go on. You can go on, sorry. Okay, so there's worse than you out there. Just keep that in mind, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Where, like, if United win, it's like bells and whistles. There's, like, parties on the streets. It's like, here we go. This is it. We're 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 back, baby. We're back. Like Ollie's at the wheel. And when you lose, it's really just, oh God, the board. You know, why don't they back Ollie? Why don't they do this? I don't. And that's one thing. It was so evident in the um, Brighton game. Mm. Like I I missed the last ten minutes of the Brighton game. I mean, the last ten minutes of normal time. I should stress <laughs> of. The Brighton game. And I watched the whole thing and thought, United were really poor, and I'm sure you'd say that. Mm. But my phone was going 90 after that penalty. And people just saying, oh, this is Fergie time. This is the never-say-die attitude. And it was like, here we go. We said we'd be back, and we're back. And then the following week, you get thumped. So, I don't know. I don't know, is there a question in there? (laughs) No, well... I only do it to wind you up. I don't believe this is good at all. I've been, like, anti-United. Well, it's funny. It's like, with you guys, I obviously tell the jokes, like, you know, posted gifts of 99 and all these at the wheel and all this kind of stuff. But any of my other friends I speak to United with, they're like, Dave, you're so negative. Like, why are you so anti-United? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm the most negative United fan there is. Like, I, it I th- yeah, pains I think me watching them. I think we're all guilty of that, of maybe exaggerating it because I feel like I have no attachment to Frank Lampard but mm. I know it riles people up oh me more than anyone yeah <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. do you think he's shit well do you want to start with United or do you want to go with Chelsea I can go on, I can go in on Lampard now if you want I was bouncing we'll, 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 we'll go United yeah. okay well with United I feel um, it's an unbalanced squad it was unbalanced last year it's unbalanced this year um, to be fair to Solskjaer I do think he had a good season last year finishing third um, with a bad squad that had a lot of injuries at the start like do you remember at the start of last year when they lost to Newcastle and like one, what was his name the two brothers that play for uh, Newcastle uh, Longstaffs long- one of them scored like do they even play for Newcastle anymore do you know what I mean <laughs> and somehow some way he guided them into third now COVID was a big thing. Lampard being terrible as a manager was another thing. Um, the fact the league was terrible as well. United got 66 points two years ago and finished six, 66 points last year and they finished third. It was a bad Premier League season. But, you know, if you said at the start of the year, finished third, he'd be happy with that. And United would be happy with that. Because a big thing that I think most people know now know, but they didn't know years ago, but... United's deal with Adidas isn't based on winning trophies. It's based on qualifying for the Champions League. So basically, United gets 70 million euros every single year they're in the Champions League. But that gets taken out of their contract if they don't qualify two years in a row. So if you look, if you look at United, they only spend money the years they're not in the Champions League. Hmm. Last year, they weren't in the Champions League. They bought Wan-Bissaka, they bought Maguire, and they bought Fernandes. This year, they're back in the Champions League. Tell us, this guy who scores penalties, even though United don't take a, need a penalty taker. <laughs> Cavani, Cavani on a free and these two teenagers, who God knows if they'll even play. La, or Mourinho's second season, Mourinho wanted a centre half, he wanted Maguire, didn't get him, he got Fred. Fred, you could basically say, is equal to Van de Beek. 
it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just an ever-ending cycle for United, basically, that they're not trying to win. And uh, something I'll, that hurts me the most is that United have turned into Arsenal. They're just trying to qualify for Champions League. They're not, they're not trying to win anything. They're just qualifying for Champions League. And it's blatantly obvious at this point. It's a yeah. fair comparison, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's tough. I, I, it's tough, I guess, as a fan when, you know, in the space of like ten years, you've gone from being the team that is the team to beat in England in mm. all competitions, yeah. challenging Europe, to being, um, yeah, very mediocre. And I think the, like you said, the unbalanced squad very much lives up to that. I mean, like, if I have to, I'm, you know what? I'm still happy with United because the Luke Shaw is not going to start anymore. Yeah. It pains me watching that guy. He's so overweight. He doesn't even look like in physical shape to be a footballer. Do you know what I mean? Waddling up and down the line, falling over and twisting his ankles on like the sheer weight of his bloody belly. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's awful. How is he? Like he was United's player the season two years ago. That's how bad United were. Yeah. Two years ago. Um, Does that is that like um, is that why Ollie's at the wheel then? You know, if if I, if United are readily happy to just settle for 100% yeah. mediocrity that 100%. hey get a subpar manager behind the but, wheel yeah because if you look at um, there's a football writer Michael Delaney who sometimes I agree with sometimes I don't um, said something when Solskjaer first got the contract which uh, I didn't agree with at the time but I'm starting to agree with more as time goes on basically some football insider said to him the kit man could follow you could run United at this point they're like the third richest club in England. All they have to do is finish in the top four. And like, what is it? There's only like two good teams in England anyway. Like yeah. any, any of the three of us probably could have gotten United for it last, in the top four last year. Like when your competition is like Arsenal, who had like historically bad year, Spurs, who were like hung over. You can watch the documentary to see that. And Chelsea, who looked like they were run by like a Sunday league manager. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not that hard to, to get into the top four if you're the third richest club in England anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's bleak. I'm not a diehard United fan anyway at the best of times. So, yeah, it's, it's just tough. But, like, again, at the same time, United, United have a terribly imbalanced team. Like, they play with three – they play with two left wingers in their front three, for example, Martial and Rashford. They're basically the same player. There's no difference between the two of them, except Rashford's better, in my opinion. They play with, like, a, an 18-year-old striker on the right wing. Like, he should be playing every week. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They play with two number 10s in Pogba and Fernandes, and one of them is terrible, Pogba. They have, like, a 40-year-old, like, Serbian guy supposedly protecting the back four, which I think makes Maguire look a hundred times worse when he doesn't have anyone competent in front of him. Mm. And then you have like Wan-Bissaka on the right-hand side who can't cross the ball when he gets forward. And then Shaw who can't run forward without like, like healing over and like losing his breath. You know what I mean? And a goalkeeper who throws the ball into the net all the time, you know? So I don't know. It's awful. You know, they're awful. It's a bit bad for you when you're saying it like that. It's but, but that's the thing. I don't understand why people want to keep like lambasting United fans and like going, ah, hi, look, you're shit. Ah, yeah, we know. Like I watched them. I think because you were so uh, up on your high horse for like twenty years there. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred you know. percent. Yeah, but, United um, fans did uh, give did 
did their fair share for when Arsenal fell and when Liverpool fell down. So, 100%, yeah. And, like, I was... Well, to be fair with Arsenal, it was more I was just annoyed with Wenger, to be honest. I just yeah. thought, like... I remember this those guys. Yeah, this, this guy was so far past the sell-by date. Like, people say Mourinho's washed. Like, Wenger was washed, like... For the last five years, man. Wenger is well washed. Yeah. yeah, he was like he was washed in two thousand five, but um, and he stayed <laughs> stayed manager for like seven years later. But yeah, I don't know. United's a mess. You could go on about him all day, but like people who blame Solskjaer, it's not Solskjaer is the problem. It's not the players are obviously bad, but they're not the problem. They, half of them shouldn't be there in the first place. It's Ed Woodward running the club. What I, what I find funny is whenever you watch United and they play bad, Ed Woodward's in the stands and like the camera only pans to them when they're playing bad. So surely he knows at this point, like just stay in the press box or something or stay. Like yeah. why why are you out in the stand in front of the cameras? Because you know you're only going to be on the camera when you're playing bad. Like I don't understand why he does that. But. Yeah, it's true. When uh, when Palace beat United at Old Trafford um, for the second consecutive season, in case <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Alex Ferguson happened to go to that game. Oh just, God! Yes. Yeah. Every two minutes, pan to that miserable prick in the crowd, just yeah. red head on him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh. you know, he's a mate. You could go out about him all day, and you still wouldn't get anywhere because there's just so many problems that you needed. It's just. So where do you sit now then? With uh, I guess a debate that we've had a few times in this season and last season. We had a good friend, Mannix, as well. Mm-hmm. Peace on it. Shout out, Sean Mannix. Shout out, Sean Mannix. And shout out, actually, while we can, um, for a little plug-in, Mike Le Situation on Twitch. Make sure mm-hmm. you go and follow and subscribe for amazing FIFA 21 content, free merch, and he's doing a giveaway for a new FIFA 21 PS4 game, <laughs> which he's now just finding out about. He's probably spent on FIFA points already, so he can, <laughs> he can cough up. He can cough up a FIFA game. <laughs> Where do you sit on the Arteta versus Ali versus Lampard debate? Collectively, um, we said Arteta, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Um, again, my my opinion hasn't changed much from the last time. I think Arteta is the best manager of the three of them by like a lot, but at the same time. He'll never have the resources to fully see what he can do, I don't think. Um, like, I think Arsenal for a, lo- for a long time have been kind of papering over cracks, basically, with their signings, um, until they obviously got party this year. Um, but then again, I haven't watched Thomas... I've watched Atletico a couple of times. I can't remember a single thing Thomas Party has done in any of those games. So he could be the best player in the world, he could be the worst. I genuinely don't know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but then again, like he's a great manager, but he's like David Luiz and Rob Holding. Um, as time goes on, I, I don't think Tierney's that good. Um, he looks a little over his depth whenever I watch him. So like he's the best manager, but I think he's the worst resources. Um, Solskjaer to me is the second. It's not much better than Lampard, but he's definitely better. Uh, and he has the second most resources. So, you know. And then you watch... I Honestly... I can't understand how anyone can watch Chelsea and think this is a team who has any idea what they're doing. Defensively, they're terrible. They could see more goals than Brighton. Attacking-wise, he plays Timo Werner out on the left. This striker, 
out as a left winger because he has to play Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham. God forbid he drops these two championship players <laughs> instead of these two Bundesliga wonder kids. Um, he has the most exciting centre attacking midfielder in the world, Kai Havertz, and he doesn't know how to get the best out of him. He has two of the best defensive midfielders of the last decade in Kante and Jorginho. Two people who play two completely different ways and doesn't know how to use either of them. <laughs> Against West Brom, he thought it was a good idea to play 35-year-old Thiago Silva next to 33-year-old Marcus Alonso with 39-year-old Caballero behind him. And he thought that was a good idea. He's just so inept as a manager. It's unbelievable. And then you turn on BT Sports and it's like, you know, Chelsea are 3-0 down, but Frank will be furious. How could Frank stand by his players? The players have let him down. It's not Frank's fault. You know? <laughs> not Frank's fault. How can you blame Frank? He's picked a great team with great players. And can we tell you about Mason Mount? Mason Mount, what an amazing player. <laughs> Mason just... Mount uh, scored today. Oh, yeah, God. I so, like, don't get all this Chelsea hype. I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing. I don't know. Did you sit on the uh, the debate about, about Lampard? I think I've been clear enough. <laughs> I think. Oh. I mean. I think. Look, we're we're all in agreement that Arteta is top of that list. Yeah. I mean, he's he's done really well with Arsenal, considering where they were. I mean, under Emery, it was just painful. Like, mm. So, but in against Arteta, they were like seventh under Emery, and they finished ninth. Hmm. They didn't yeah. really get much better, if you're being honest. It looked better. I think it's much better. I think it's much better for the it's, future. Yeah, it's better for the future, but go on, sorry. Yeah. Um, I do get that. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're honest with each other, the Lampard Solskjaer thing is more of a toss-up than maybe we, we make it out. But just any time I watch Solskjaer, I actually, or I should say United um, and Chelsea, I feel more the way you feel about Chelsea, about United, that I look at them and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? It, it literally looks to me like defend for your lives and hope you get a penalty or, you know, something amazing happens. I, I, th I do think with Chelsea, he's still trying to fit it together. And uh, like, he's got five new signings or something. And because still... he has like 50 players, 50 international players, and he can't pick 11 good ones. It's incredible. Solskjaer barely has seven good players. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I mean, look, you can say Pogba is shite, but Pogba is still meant to be a, a global superstar. And the fact that he's not playing him well, you can't just say, well, Pogba is shit. I mean, he's been bad for four years. He's been bad under two different managers now, if you're being honest. I don't know. He was, he was doing pretty well at the end of last season, wasn't he? I don't think he was. I think that was a fallacy, to be honest. Anytime I watched him last year, he was giving the ball away and Bruno Fernandes was tracking back to get the balls he gave away. Mm. So why is uh, Ali playing him? Why does he consistently play him? Because he's a ninety million pound signing, and what's the other option? Fred, Scott yeah. Tomney. You can't. Yeah, you can't drop Paul Pogba. You like. You just can't why, do it. But this is the thing. Why not? Why? Like it's. It, oh well, he can't. Well, he can't. Like it's the same argument for both, really. But I genuinely feel Lampard is trying to find what works for him. You know, because Where he has fifty international players in his squad. I mean, look, for, for, for first things first, you're exaggerating. He clearly doesn't. I'll, I mean, I'll find the Chelsea squad if you want. And his, his striking options are Giroud, who just scored 100 goals for France. Tammy Abraham, Tammy Abraham, an English international striker. Timo right. Werner, who he plays out on the left because he has no idea what he's doing. 
he has two wonder kid cams in Mount and Coyavarts. I thought you didn't like Mount. I think he's terrible, but apparently people call him wonder kid. <laughs> he said, two of the best defensive midfielders of the last decade who play two complete different styles. I can't use either of them. Kovacic, who is apparently supposed to be good as well. Barkley, who he just sent to Aston Villa and ripped Liverpool apart. <laughs> he just got rid of them because I have too many players. Like, there comes a point where, like, okay, any manager would know how to figure this out at this point. But I think that um, we're only seeing Lampard have that headache now because last year he didn't have those 50 international superstars. He couldn't buy anyone. That's where we saw players like Tomori come up and, and Mount and Abraham got places in the squad because of the lack of options that he had at Chelsea. But now... In- Invested in the areas that he felt that they needed to have uh, improvements on. And yeah, we're four games into the season and he's got like five superstars he's just signed. And I think one of the five is a world-class keeper now. That guy looks really solid, Mendy. Um, we haven't seen much of Chilwell. We haven't seen any of Zayek. But, to be, but also to that point, when Lampard, Lampard's big thing of taking the Chelsea job was that, oh, I'm going to bring through the youth. He gave up in the Uton after three months. Well, <laughs> that, just... <laughs> that's something he said recently was that that was um, a misquote or a misunderstanding. For the he, transfer said it, embargo, he said it in a press conference. <laughs> for the, for like the transfer embargo. But once yeah. January hit or whenever it passed, it was just like, nope, we're Chelsea way is to throw mm. cash at anything that has a pulse. But even at that, he brought in Pulisic as well. Like they knew this transfer ban was coming. They brought Pulisic, and they. I think they spent more on. I read this the other day. They spent more on Kovacic than like Madrid have spent in the transfer window this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I don't know. Like I just whenever I watch Chelsea, it's just infuriating watching them because I just feel like they have literally no idea what they're doing. It's like a Sunday league team. You just send them out. There's eleven players. Whereas See, I, I think the opposite. Like I think that. W- if I was playing, I'd want Lampard as my coach because I feel like he'd get you motivated. He'd have a bit of experience. He'd actually, you know, I've been there, done that. Whereas I couldn't, I couldn't sit through, I can't even sit through like a post-match, post-match interview with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He's just yeah. boring and weak. So, yeah. But even, like, I'm not even saying Solskjaer is a good manager. I'm just saying he's better than Lampard. Like, I don't think Solskjaer should be manager of Toxic Club. Lampard, 100%, shouldn't be manager of Toxic Club. Arteta, debatably, shouldn't be in charge of a top six club. So, like, you know. Yeah. I mean... I it's a weird don't... argument. It's a weird argument that we have, but, like... Yeah. I think... I keep thinking to myself, time will tell on this, because in my head, like, Lampard's signings still haven't all played together. When that happens, I think we'll see the team uh, that he wants to have. And with Solskjaer, it's like we don't know what the fuck we're watching and they're only going to get worse. But I don't even believe that Ali will get fired before Lampard. Kind of because of what you said, it's the expectation at United is fourth and the expectation yeah. at Chelsea has to be higher. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever get an answer unless people start chiming in uh, who yeah. don't have ulterior motive or bias or anything. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's one of the weirdest debates in, in football. But I don't know. I just can't. Under, I whenever I watch Chelsea, I just think they have literally no idea what they're doing. And again, in contrast, United, you could say they have no idea what they're doing. They're playing with two left wingers in their front three. But I think that's due to they don't have 
a lot of players. <laughs> players they have are rubbish. <laughs> you know? I, I think I think this year is like is the test. Like I'm very much on Frank Lampard, Team Lampard, because mm-hmm. I know it rattles a lot of people up. Um, but the test is this year. Like with the amount of money he spent, any other manager would be under pressure to perform now. So like I don't even think Champions League is is sufficient here. They they have to get some silverware for Lampard to be you know. To live up to the uh, the expectation that he's or the media are setting for him. For me, uh, even a, a small bar, sorry to interrupt, would be: mm. Will Chelsea's two hundred million that they spent on attackers lead to more goals? Because in defence of Solskjaer, he spent I don't know a hundred and forty million on a defence two defenders, but they did improve defensively. Mm. Mm. You know, you can't. And he needed a centre attack midfielder. You could say they should have bought Bruno Fernandes for Mourinho and Maguire. And the only reason they got them is because it took them like two years to actually get the two players. But, you know, he didn't improve attacking ways when he came in as well. Mm. And it didn't take half a season for those players to become good. They all became good instantly. Yeah, I do, I do think there's an argument the other way, though, as well, of um, someone like Smalling, who Solskjaer just fobbed off. and. Uh, don't believe the hype on that. He's rubbish. <laughs> Did you get no, he, or something? No, he's rubbish. He was so rubbish for years. No, he was. He was. He was rubbish. I'm sorry. He might be good in Italy. I don't know. But, but why? Why? Why is he good in Italy then? And, and United can't get him right. Like you know, different like, system. I guess. Like Lukaku. Like the one thing I would say is Lukaku should still be at Man United. It's a complete joke. He's not at Manchester United anymore. Yeah, that's bad. Like, Gary Neville was creaming himself on the commentary for the England-Belgium game every time he touched the ball. It was like Gary Neville just completely forgot he was, like, one of the best strikers in the world. <laughs> Even Gary though Neville. Gary Neville threw him under a bus and called him overweight on Sky Sports, and I still think that's half the reason he's out of United now. But. Whenever I'm, I... I always try and think of the, you know, 100 goals club every single time forget Lukaku. Every single oh, time. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. But am I right in saying like the first season with United was was really good? Am I am I correct in thinking that right? He had one he was, really good season with United, yeah. He was brilliant. He scored yeah. like no, he didn't score a lot to be fair, but he literally played every minute for Mourinho. Mm. Like there'd be like League Cup games against MK Dons, and you're like, why in the name of God are you playing this? Like <laughs> there's no need. It's just, he's just like a good guy. He wants to play every game. And Hanley, you made a good point about him before that Twitter ruined him. Like, those clips of him having a bad first touch and stuff, I think, like, spoiled the memory of him. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's a goal scorer, like, and Martial isn't. Like, Martial... really ripped him apart, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was really sad. It was kind of the beginning of the, oh, United are flailing a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's kick them all down and... Yeah. Lukaku was the first. Uh, Sanchez was next, even though Sanchez was pretty appalling for United. But Sanchez know, they... was bad before he joined for United. People mm-hmm. forget that that his last like couple of months at Arsenal, he really wasn't that good. He had like one good game against Spurs where he scored two, but he really wasn't that good. And United uh, only bought them to bluff City. Um, and people it felt that his last few months at Arsenal was just him checked out, you know. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. But no. No. Well, he's he's rotten as well. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's actually okay in Inter Milan. I, I've disowned here and I watch a bit of Italian football sometimes. Yeah, same. But that, that Inter Milan team, 
washed FC. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Just name their eleven. It's just like washed, washed. But they're great in Italy. I genuinely thought Kolarov was retired, and he was forty. He's only like thirty-four. Yep. And he's playing centre half at Inter Milan. It's so yeah. weird. It's so weird. I need to look at that Inter Milan team. It's pretty mad. Yeah. Like I'll bring. Yeah. I'll bring it up here if you want. Um, yeah. Two there's seconds. a lot of there's a lot of like decent young Italians in there too, but then there's just a peppering of ex Premier League strangers. Oh, like like. Ashley Young on one side and uh, Victor Moses. Moses on the other last what? year was yeah. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, was like, you know, in FIFA in career mode when the computer does like loads of random transfers, that's basically what it was. Yeah. That's um, been the past few years. So the Inter Milan squad. So they have Handanovic, who's always been good in FIFA. That's the only reason I know him. Uh, <laughs> Stefan de Vrij, Macmillan Skriniar, who should have been playing for Slovakia during the week. Uh, Renakia, a guy who played for Hull on loan when they got relegated. Kolarov, <laughs> uh, uh, a centre-back. Darmian, ex-Man United player. Nice. Uh, Brozovic, the Croatian player. He's probably their best player. Any other weird ones? Vidal, Hakimi, Ashley Young, Christian Eriksen, Perisic, Lukaku, <laughs> Sanchez. <laughs> That's just a weird team. Such a weird team. And yeah, it's a weird team, and it's pretty good for for like Italy, but yeah, they always like are the nearly team lately. Mm. Um, no one can compete with Juve in Italy. Have you seen AC Milan recently? They're really good. Yeah, do you see? Uh, Ibrahimovic tested positive twice for COVID. Oh yeah, and he was doing those like Zlatan jokes again. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck's sake! Yeah, just go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> just retire at this point. Just retire. <laughs> He's like doing the Ryan gigs now where he's like playing football into his like late 30s and people are like, oh, wow, it's amazing you're still playing. But when you watch them, it's just like embarrassing. It's like he's just very this. good at shooting the ball very hard. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. That's all he has to do. They give it to him at like perfect angle and he just thumps it home. And it's like, yes, God of football. Remember his but- first goal the Galaxy though? <laughs> was it his first? It was like a 40-yard volley. Yeah, yeah was that like, was crazy, yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah. It's yeah, mad. Like, yeah. yeah. It's mad he went to the MLS and then came back to AC yeah. Milan. Like, generally, you go to the MLS, you're done. Like, you know, you're like Gerard or Drogba or someone, you're kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> the fact, he came back to AC Milan and was linked to United as well. It's mad. But he's like the ultimate journeyman. Like, he's done so many rival teams, especially in Italy. He's done AC, Inter, and Juve. And Inter and Juve have a rivalry, and obviously the Milan teams do. Yeah. Um, but even in his old age, he's still rattling fans. He's from Malmo, and he started with Malmo in Sweden. Mm. And like their big rivals are, oh, I forget, Hammerby, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's become their, like, basically the Nile Quinn of Sunderland, where he's like yeah. the face of the owners. Uh-huh. But like, that's, that's like Sol Campbell, yeah. Tottenham and Arsenal kind of thing. And they beheaded his statue outside That's, the Malmo oh, Stadium and stuff. It's crazy. But there's, he... there's no loyalty in uh, Italian football anyway. Like Pirlo started Inter Milan, went to AC Milan. Well, he started at Brescia and then went to uh, Inter. Went to AC Milan, went to Juventus, and now he's the Juventus manager. Yeah. A lot of it happened as well when there was all that match-fixing stuff and teams got relegated and shit. That yeah. They just were like, well, I guess there's no loyalty here when we're bribing each other for results. So... Yeah, and the fans are like the most lo- like crazy as well. Remember, uh, 
wasn't Lazio or some club where like they had some press conference with a new fitness coach or something and the fitness coach was a fan of some other club and like the ultras broke into the press conference was it a fitness coach or assistant coach or something yeah and they kind of surrounded remember. him right and we're just yeah like, play for us now remember the club that you represent and it's, it's like, like like lads your players move around to different clubs all the time like what do you <laughs> And your man, your man just fucking stretches out the hammies of the of the players, like <laughs> yeah, give a fuck about the football. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was just so Italian football is so weird, and like Ashley Young playing left back for Inter Milan isn't even the weirdest part of it. That's the that's the glorious yeah. thing about it. I think we'll see Pogba back in Syria soon. You know what? I would be so happy if that happened. Uh, I I cannot. Well. I've I've seen reports now apparently he's still suffering from COVID or something because he got COVID a couple of weeks back and that's why he's playing bad. But I don't believe it. I just think he's terrible. Sorry, he's, had, he's had COVID for about two years then, has he? <laughs> I I remember saying this like two or three years ago. People thought I was mad that he's just not good at football. And like I'd rather have Jordan Henderson than Paul Pogba. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's a general consensus. Yeah. I'm glad I was proven right with type. But... Uh, <laughs> What other hot topic debates do we have in the chat? I, oof, I don't know. That, that, it was, that was the main one I think we wanted to cover. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to clarify some things, really. Yeah. I think the only other thing was expectations for the season. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we wanted to just hear. You, you've kind of hinted at a lot of them, but like what your expectations for Oli and United after the year, what do you hope for, but what do you expect as well? Solskjaer is gone by the end of November. Wow. Yeah, Potch is coming in. There's no way. No, it is just papering over the cracks and until like they buy some good players. Because like, say if they get in Potch, like, he's going to want good players, which will mean they'll have to spend money. And like, mm. Can you do that with COVID? And do they want to? Because part of United's problem as well is um, the Glazers also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kieran, you'd know more about this than me. And uh, they just gave Tom Brady basically a boatload of money. Yeah, and that obviously hindered how much United could spend in their transfer window because it's, it's the same source basically, and yeah. they own a, I think they own a lot of strip malls, and obviously malls have gone down in quite like value, so they don't have half as much money as they had. Mm. So uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Ollie's gone in November, and either give it Giggsy till end the season or uh, Potch. I think they'll, that's my prediction. Sadly, okay. sorry, Ollie. And do you think you'll get Champions League again this year? Um, yeah, if they bring in a new manager, it'll be like a dead cat bounce. And uh, even though I really like Spurs, I really like Spurs. I like Harry Kane. I love Harry Kane, even though I was kind of like slaughtering him like a couple of weeks back for like playing as a false nine. But whatever, <laughs> He's, he proved me wrong by like ripping United apart. I love Spawn. Uh, I want to see Bale play well. Uh, I think Hoiberg was really good, a really good signing, underrated good signing, I think, because um, they haven't had like a a solid centre midfielder since Dembele left. Mm. And then at the back, Regulon, really good signing. Doherty will probably become good after a while. And Sanchez, I think, is a good defender. And they've like Aldevierd on the bench whenever they decide to bench Dyer. So I think my top four will probably be Liverpool, City, Spurs. And then United. Okay. Who were you hesitating about? 
it was either United or Chelsea, but I think Lamps will like. No. He can't keep asking his wife for team advice. Have you seen that? He asks that's, his wife for team advice. That's a misquote. That's a misquote. Oh god! I saw the whole that. thing, and, and she, he, they basically asked like, who'd you go to for like a source of inspiration, or who, who like settles your nerves down after you? Because like being a manager is intense. Yeah. And he said that she senses it in him when he's stressed, and she tries to like identify what his pain point is and try and talk it through and some of the time it's like team headaches and she'll say well you you bought that guy for a reason so like the media the mainstream media can spread all this fake news about our boy frank right frank uh, lampard is like donald trump so basically <laughs> is she your one who's the chat host yeah. the morning show host right she yeah like yeah. Nor- northern irish sounding or scottish or something or? yeah He's something yeah She's i I just like imagine like Lampard at like the breakfast table and like his team just conceded five goals and like he's like, Oh Christine, what'll I do? And she's like, Blame Kepa <laughs> <laughs> It's not your fault, Frank. Just throw Kepa under the bus. <laughs> it's like, Oh man, the defense is still playing bad, Christine. What what do I do? Spend two hundred million on attackers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like what are you doing? Um, it's not Frank's fault, it's his wife's fault. Gotcha. Other predictions I had, actually. Um, I think the Premier League title will be won with 80 points. I don't think it's going to be 90 or 100 this year. Um, Hanley, I, I said it kind of winding you up in the chat, but I still kind of believe it too, that uh, I think Liverpool have been found out a little bit mm. in terms of their tactics. In that, like, you literally watch them every week now and teams are able to like get in behind. Whereas last season, like teams were like, afraid to leave their own half. And I know it doesn't worry you, but I just have been seeing it like for weeks now. I think, yeah, I maybe I was um, blind to it a little bit. Um, the first time I really saw that addressed and answered was after they played Arsenal. Mm. They were talking to Klopp about this high line that they play, and he was like, "You know, if you press, you have to have a high line, and uh, you're you're always going to be at risk of someone cutting through you." Then. You know, he was like, we take that calculated risk. That might happen a couple of times in a match, but we believe that we can basically catch people offside. And then you have Jamie Carragher going, I hate that. I hate I hate trying to catch people offside. It was fucking nuts for it. But look, that's what they've been doing for the last 18 months, and it seems to have worked. Uh, I do think the Villa game was shocking. I mean, there was just... But... I came away from it and I had to just, you know, calm down a little bit. <laughs> and I I don't want to make excuses because they just fell apart. They totally fell apart. And I actually felt sorry for some of the players. I don't know, did you watch the whole game? Joe Gomez was like, it's like he had a mental breakdown during it. But do you think they fell apart or do you think Villa actually just figured out how to beat them? I think, I think it was more Villa figured out how to beat them. I think Villa played really well. And I think yeah. they, yeah, they exploited them playing badly. So, like, I think if Liverpool had played better, it, I don't think, maybe Villa still might have won. I don't know. There's also this thing of, like, the crowd. Like, yeah. the lack of crowd. No one talks about this. Mm. So, like, Villa are two up and Liverpool score. And within minutes, Villa score again. I think if there's crowd there, even the home crowd get nervous and players yeah. act in a different way. I think that's yeah. why we're seeing such crazy scores. Like, yeah, I think so. That's too. a good point. Yeah, 
why defending is so bad is that I can't remember who said it, but it was an ex-football player, and he said that he was a defender, and like if you let if you slipped up in defence, no matter where you were on the pitch, you would have a fan either remind you of your fuck up or remind you that you need to stop fucking up. Yeah. And basically, that constant mental reminder from 25,000 people at least around you mm. kind of gets you in the zone. And apparently, that's the biggest difference now is that it's dead silent. You can hear a ball being kicked so that there isn't that like mental stimulus anymore Mm -hmm. that they're not that engaged you know and I do think just for Liverpool as well there's like they're missing some really key players especially for that game I think if they have Thiago back I'll be really interested to see how they play because their whole thing for the season was that they want to try and make it more unpredictable so just like you said there teams are figuring out how to beat the press and play around them and all this kind of thing or play over them um, I'd be interested to see if that makes a difference. But the thing that worries me is that you've seen three different teams beat them in three different ways, kind of, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Like Arsenal, the way they beat Liverpool is very interesting. It's always David Luiz passes it to Ainsley Nathan Miles, Niles gives it to Tierney, Tierney gives it to the feet of Lacazette, and then Lacazette pings it to Miles, who's running in behind them. Leeds was basically Leeds this was the last game the three one. And I remember they did it a couple of times as well when Arsenal beat them in the community shield. It's like they kind of pass out of it. But Leeds did the opposite. They played like a four five one. And like mm. Jack Harrison was basically just burning Alexander Arnold every time. Mm. But then Villa beat them again in a different way, where Ollie Watkins was basically just running into the space of the wing backs that were bombing forward. Yeah, that's three different ways people have figured out. I think it's the same, uh, the same problem though. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold has been crap yeah. this season. Um, he's not been an attacking threat, which no. I think adds to what was a dangerous asset for Liverpool last year. Was that whenever he was on the ball, the crosses he was putting in, or the passes he was putting across field, just caught teams off. I think he's been poor. I think. I think Robertson's been okay, and I think Van Dyke has had a very poor start. Mm. And when you think that they're two pivotal parts of the Liverpool tactic, you know, in attack and in defence, playing poorly, it's bound to happen. But I think when, like, um, Alexander-Arnold is really exposed when Henderson doesn't play that side in front of him. They've had, like, Keja, and they've had, uh, I can't even remember who else in front of him. Curtis Jones. Yeah. For a bit. Um, I think I think that right side isn't ever as good without Henderson because it, it is really exposed. And Gomez plays that side as well. And I think that's what you saw against Villa. They just r- raped them. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't say that. I was like, fuck this, I'm going to say it. They raped them down that, that the Liverpool right-hand side. like Because yeah. Gomez fell apart. Alexander-Arnold was non-existent. And there was no one there to just shore it up. And then, like, yeah. you're like Van Dyke. Then is captain, and I don't know. They never seem to play well when he's captain. They really do miss Henderson when he's out. So Van like Dyke, when he's at his best, was the best defender I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then like you've got Adrian passing the ball to players like fucking hell. Like I mean, what are you meant to do with that? Mm. Another point about Liverpool too, though, is Liverpool fans seem to be throwing Adrian under the bus, which I don't think is fair. 
Because mm. how many goalkeepers has Klopp had now where it's always the goalkeeper's the problem? Mignolet, Karius, Adrian. Maybe it's just really hard to play as a goalkeeper for Liverpool when every is. chance is a one-on-one, basically, that you could see. And, sure. you have, and you have to be able to play it out of the fence. Maybe Alisson's just amazing and there's only like three goalkeepers who can actually play in goal for Liverpool. Yeah, I agree. Probably. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You know. But yeah, but then there has to be like I think Klopp always kind of says we we make it so that the boys figure out the the situation on the pitch. So there should be someone there going because the one that Adrian gave away was like a lot a FIFA square button long ball back yeah. to Adrian where he takes yeah. on the chest and he fucking panics because there's about three lads running at him. It makes total sense that he's going to give it away. So they shouldn't be passing the ball back to him like that. But it takes someone to go, don't do it. He's not Allison. Okay? Do not fucking do it. Just that's Henderson, it. then you're right there. And then that's, yeah. yeah. You know, you're missing that. So Because that's the thing. I know that we, uh, <laughs> we enjoyed Liverpool getting absolutely demolished there by Villa. But without three key components to a title-winning team, uh, I don't see any other team. Well, maybe... They wouldn't lose by five goals, but like, take away Edison, Kevin De Bruyne, and um, Mares or Sterling from Man City, they'd have problems. Um, and you or if it's them. like you take away Laporte, Aguero, and uh, who else has been injured for City? They've had a lot of injuries, and people are saying they're shit. Yeah. I don't yeah. think City are as bad as people are saying. I think they're they're going to be really good, and I think they're going to push Liverpool. Genuinely. City, yeah, yeah, me too. And I see you always kind of have a sloppy start and then Pep gets figures it out and they stick with a, an injury-free team for like 10 games and they don't just win 10 games. They win 10 games and get a goal difference of 25, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've, I've no fears with City. Um, before, we, before we wrap things up, did we have any other points? I mean, Dave, is there any? Um, I had two things I wanted to bring up. Great. In the football media, first thing, we need to get rid of the term top six. Okay. It drives me nuts when I hear like Sky Sports say, oh, who'll break into the top six? That implies that sixth and second get the same prize. They don't. It's a top four. Okay, Let's stop pretending like Arsenal, Spurs, United and Chelsea can compete with City and Liverpool. They don't. They're terrible. They're all terrible. All four of those teams, Spurs might be better this year. All four of those teams are shite and are not anywhere near the par of City and Liverpool. So let's stop using that term. It drives me nuts. I hate it. Okay. Okay. We we'll right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, isn't it just ridiculous when you hear like people like, you see like Super Sunday and it's like, Arsenal are going to be taking on, I don't want to say Arsenal because I feel like I'm, like they're like a punching bag. We'll say United are taking on like, Liverpool and it's like they're trying to pretend that they're on evil even level but they're not like they're, they're nowhere near them it's a it top a, two and the rest it, but it was the same when the, the top four was coined too it wasn't like it was literally two teams head to head every year it was either United and Chelsea or United and Arsenal yeah yeah we've never really had apart from the year that Leicester won and they still won at a distance in the end yeah we've never had more than a two horse race in Europe in in the Premier League so and if they want to keep top six, make it a top nine because Leicester, Wolves, and who else has been good this year? There was someone else in my head. Everton. Everton. They're as good as the supposed like Chelsea, Arsenal, United, Spurs, mm. in my opinion. They're as good. So yeah. 
that's the first thing I want to say. Uh, second thing is we need to stop saying managers are washed. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Mourinho is going to be really good with Spurs this year because he has a team that actually buy into what he wants to say. And when you look at Mourinho's record, his only blotch really is being the manager of United. And we all have seen how bad that is. And even at that, he finished second to the greatest Premier League team ever, in my opinion. So, not that bad. Ancelotti's come into Everton, a guy who people said was washed. He was in Saudi Arabia a year ago. He didn't care what was going on. Like, he was practically retired. And now he's come back into management. And Ranieri won the Premier League like five years ago when everyone thought he was washed as well. So, interesting. Okay. Fo- footballs has its swings and roundabouts and... Sometimes you're the hot thing and the next thing you're not. But I still think good managers are good managers. And uh, we need to stop saying managers are washed. Like, I guarantee Adam Pardew or Sam Allardyce could take over Fulham and keep them up. Guarantee that would happen. I guarantee it. Scott Parker is like worse than Lampard. That's the only reason they're terrible. (laughs) He is pretty shit. He's so bad. Like a schoolboy. I believe I yeah, I agree with Sam Allardyce will keep them up. I don't know about Alan Pardew. I think he's he is washed. Alan Alan Pardew <laughs> well, can he, barely keep his dick up with the amount <laughs> of affairs he's having. Never mind Fulham. No, I just I, I don't know. I just think like there's obviously this trend in world football when you see Pierlo, Solskjaer, Lampard, Arteta. Let's get in ex players from like two thousand ten and like they know what to do. And then all of a sudden, we just throw out all these managers who've been managing for 30 years. Yeah. You know, it's like... Well, there has to be some sort of cycle, you know? There has to be a cycle, but, like, I, I guarantee Sam Allardyce would keep Fulham up. Guarantee it. Big Sam can do a job with any team. Yeah. For he sure. should be England manager still. <laughs> Big, Big <laughs> Sam would win the league with Liverpool. <laughs> he probably would. <laughs> he might do. He It'd be the same football. It would just be Robertson and then Alexander-Arnold, like, putting in crosses until one falls in. Yeah, I mean, great. <laughs> System works. Yeah. Have you guys uh, seen um, all these interviews with Gareth Southgate? Yeah. No. He yeah, saw interviewers it's... would be like, uh, so uh, Jack Realish played really well today and got mad at the match. What do you think about that, Gareth? Yeah, Jack was good, but Mason Mount. Mason Mount came on and I think he got, <laughs> he created three great chances. He was fantastic. That, the way that, Mason... Not really, no. no. It's not. Look no. it up on Twitter. It's so funny. It's like whenever he's asked about any player, he somehow brings it back to Mason Mount. It's really funny. It's, yeah. He, Gareth Southgate has a hard-on for Mason Mount. It's amazing. I, I yeah. don't get it. Must be diddling him. That's the only explanation. <laughs> They're all diddlers. <laughs> They're all diddlers. I'm trying to think, do I have any other hot Premier League takes? Um, I'm probably going to win Fantasy Draft, but that's, I mean, that's... That's written in the stars. There's no change in that. You're washed. One hit wonder. <laughs> I'm a washed fantasy draft manager. <laughs> it's been great this year. Fantasy draft has been... You haven't talked about it this year. I'm a little disappointed. I want, I want to hear more. Kind of, I, we got feedback to not do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, people were like, can you just put that at the end so I don't have to listen to yeah. it? Because okay. I guess if people aren't in the draft, they don't find it as interesting. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But we were like, oh... I gained 30 points on Flynn this week, and everyone's like, like okay. <laughs> they don't <laughs> care. It's cool for us, but yeah. not to the... And it's amazing the amount of people that play fantasy football but don't do a draft. Yeah. Draft is so much better. So much better. I don't play fantasy football anymore. I don't give a oh, shit I don't. about it. Yeah. The draft is... Yeah, I love the draft. Yeah. 
um i think we can we can wrap it up there i think i think yeah, it was yep. good absolutely yeah, dave it was great to have you back and i feel in the in the future and especially with phase two ramping up again i feel we'll uh we'll extend the invite to you once more when soul gets fired i'll come back on I'm sure yes right. yes <laughs> when that oh, happens yeah. you in two weeks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. two weeks when like half the united team has COVID from the international friendlies yeah yeah all right cool um any final words as uh wear a fucking mask stop being a bellend and wear a mask very good yeah no, that, if that you're not we second and third that yeah i'm not implying hanley is not wearing a mask i can see him in podcast towers and he's wearing one so i have a full hazmat suit on <laughs> and a beautiful vintage palace jersey can i just say Thank you very that, much. That should be uh, the podcast picture, I think, for this one. It's fantastic. That, look, I've, I've been trying to say it to the lads for a long time now that I should be the face of the podcast, but... 100%. <laughs> yep, 1998. Classic nice. home kit. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm quite a fan. Okay, thank you, Dave. I'm wearing a Lion King t-shirt. I see that, yeah. I <laughs> cannot... I don't even think I've ever seen the Lion King. No, I think what? The movie? I don't remember anything about it. Well, I don't think I mean, I've ever seen it. Like the original. Don't bother watching the new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a good movie. I'll do it not tonight. just for kids. Like. Actually, movie. quick question. I'm Flynn's probably going nuts because he probably wants to like edit this. He probably wants off. to cut off. Yeah. Because um, he needs to listen when we. Because like we have to. This won't end until we end the meeting. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say it really quickly. Uh, oh, I watched uh, Ad Astra last night with Brad Pitt. Have you guys ever seen that? Ad Astra? Ad Astra, A-D-A-S-T-R-A. It's like a... It's like Brad Pitt goes to space, basically. And all this <laughs> stuff happens. That's the new one, though, is it? Yeah. yeah I watched that last night. I thought it was great. Really? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Kate hated it, but I loved it. So I wanted <laughs> to see if what you guys thought of it. Well, the podcast recommends that you watch Brad Pitt in Ad Astra. <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk about it next time. Yeah. He's so fucking handsome for... He's 50-something. Ah. There was a scene where there's a guy who's like 60 and Brad Pitt's like 55. And it's like, oh my God, like these are two different fucking species. Like, <laughs> I'd suck his dick. It's, it's an amazing movie. Okay, I'll... <laughs> Brad Pitt, most handsome man alive, easily. Anyway, I'm... sorry, Flynn. No, Flynn's going to work some magic anyway, that's for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. outro time. Uh, just do the outro. Perfect. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the 19th podcast, the Dwight York Wear a Fucking Mask edition. Love it. Um, yes. We'll see you in. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for podcast number 20, where we'll have new Premier League news for you. The Soulshire edition. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Put Them Under Pressure podcast. To keep up to date with all of our content, give us a follow on Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook outro music boom that was good that was good yeah yeah that was good. Uh, oh my you prepare and we go and we do our best <laughs>